and welcome to episode five of Around the World Sports. My name is Aaron Challen. You can reach me on Twitter at SportsGuyAaron. You can also find me on YouTube and Facebook at Around the World Sports. And audio recordings of this and all of my interviews are available everywhere. Podcasts are found. Today, I had the pleasure of being joined by Notre Dame college prep hockey coach Tom Geiger. Coach Geiger and I talk about last season the highs and lows who stood out to him on the ice, both for varsity and junior varsity. We discuss next year who he expects to step up on and off the ice. We also get into the Notre Dame ice boosters and how they are helping to increase the Don's fan base. Thanks for watching. Tonight, I am joined by Notre Dame college prep hockey coach Tom Geiger. Coach Geiger played a huge role in helping us over at the Illinois Media School, ensuring that we always had access to whatever we needed in order to put on a professional broadcast for Notre Dame, their family, and fans. He was always extremely accommodating, providing us with pre- and post-game interviews, as well as providing outlets for the players to gain some exposure through those interviews and actual on-air work with IMS. Coach, thanks for joining me tonight. Yeah, my pleasure. It's good to see you, Aaron. Yeah, you too. So let's jump right into this. Let's start uh, a little bit with with your background. Currently, you are the uh, JV head coach and assist and one of the assistant varsity coaches, correct? That's correct. All right. So um, if you could just take a minute and talk about how you became involved uh, with the Notre Dame hockey program, how long you've been with them, that sort of thing. Yeah, so I just finished up my second year with uh, – with Notre Dame. Um, previously I was with, uh, the Chicago Bruins. I did some, um, other work with, uh, with Leiden high school and then Franklin park park district, uh, where I'm also a, a hockey instructor there. Um, so yeah, kind of Great. fell into Notre Dame by chance. I, I saw their job posting and the rest is history as you say. That's right. <laughs> So, all right, let's let's start. Uh, let's talk a little bit about last season. Um, obviously, things didn't go from a, a records perspective. Things didn't go the way I think anybody really would have wanted. But just just from talking to you throughout the course of the season, I know that there were some positives that came out of both the varsity and the JV clubs, even though the records were were, were less than, uh, less than really what we would have wanted. So can you just take a minute and, and talk about, uh, some of the good, some of the positive things that you took out of this past season for both clubs, really? Yeah. I mean, I think, um, you know, we've got, we had two young teams last year. Um, our, our junior class was, is extremely large, uh, from last year. They're moving up to be seniors. Um, so we're going to be graduating a lot um, after this upcoming season. And, and our freshman class is also very large um, that, uh, uh, that we had at the JV level. I think we had two sophomores on the team at the JV level. Um, the rest were all freshmen. So uh, the, the, 
the best takeaway is that they got experience with the speed of the game and, and some familiarity with each other. Um, and hopefully that's something that we can build on uh, going to next year. Yeah, you had some some players on the JV club that that had some of uh, that had some exposure to uh, to the varsity team. Um, Leo Psycho is one that comes to mind. Uh, mm-hmm. Nick Delia got got uh, I think he got into one game on on varsity. Even though the two of them had had limited varsity experience, what does that experience do for them? Because it is a a, a pretty substantial jump from a JV game to a varsity game. Yeah, I well, I mean, the main thing for the for the JV kids is that it gave some some comfort, you know. Uh, somebody that they can rely on and look to for a little bit of leadership. Obviously Nick was between the pipes for us all, all year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he, he was, I mean, he's incredible. You know, if it weren't for him, I think it would be, a, we would have been a lot worse off. Um, uh, we also had K wall. Chris K wall was, yep. was, uh, was, uh, you know, he played some time for us with, with psycho and, um, when those guys would play for us, you know, there was just a different energy on the bench that they brought with a little bit of experience, which obviously my team was lacking at that time. And, and it allows them to breathe easier, you know, just yeah, follow you, the lead. You mentioned, oh, no, you're okay. You mentioned that, that, that when they would come back to the JV squad, that they were able to bring uh, the, some experience along with them. Were they able to, to, sort of pass any of this information along to their JV team teammates? Were you able to see any sort of transition in, in the rest of the JV squad when, when maybe they were, they were paired on the same line with one of those two players? Um, you know, I didn't, I don't know if I saw much communication in, in, in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I guess what it, what it came down to is, is that, you know, Leo and K wall, they had the boldness to, to make plays uh, and the confidence to make the plays necessary. And, and when you're playing on, on a line with someone who's just going and you don't have a choice, but you, you have to either keep up or get off the ice. Um, you realize that you can start making some plays too. So in that way, I think, you know, a lot, a lot of those players, you know, saw that they can, they can make some plays. And, and one, one of the things that I encourage is go out there and make the mistakes. You'll realize what you have to do in, in order to, uh, to actually uh, succeed, um, which was, brings us back to our record. It, and uncovered a lot of what we need to do to, in order to uh, succeed. Um, but those players, they went out there and they took those chances. Um, and not saying that they found a bunch of success, but they started having the courage to make those those uh those plays and and take those chances and i think eventually that's going to pay off so that time on varsity gave them the confidence to to make those plays when they were on jv that maybe they wouldn't have made previously absolutely yeah absolutely so the flip side of of good obviously is is the not so good and and with with both uh, both clubs only winning one game uh, throughout the course of the season there was some there was some stuff that both teams needed needed to work on what what are some of the, the I would say the biggest areas of opportunity that, that that you saw from both teams that you're that you're hoping you know you kind of see a step forward as we as we move forward oh, that's a good question. Um, 
Well, I think that we've got, you know, a culture that's making a turn for the better. Um, I'd like to see them play for each other more and get away from a little bit of selfish hockey. Okay. Um, I, my philosophy is that, you know, you, you need your, your, your teammates in order to be successful. And if you're not willing to go out there and make the sacrifices essentially for the other guys on your team, they're not going to sacrifice for you. So I think the biggest, um, the biggest area that I'd like to see us take a step forward is, is, um, is, is more sacrifice for the guy next to you. Uh, I think it's going to really bring us together in the way that we need to be together in order to um, move forward as a program. Do you think that will impact? Because one of the, one of the things that, that I think we both noticed throughout the course of the season was, was it, it almost seemed like both clubs struggled with success. There were, mm-hmm. there were a lot of games where, you were either up early or you were mm-hmm. playing with some of the, you, you were, you were staying with the better teams in your conference, but something would happen. And then all of a sudden you were down three goals. Do you, do you think yeah. that, that, that unselfishness, that, that playing for the person to your left and to your right, do you think that will help kind of that, that, that ability, you know, if something goes wrong, it doesn't need to just fall apart. Do you think that the ability to play for that person next to you will help that going forward? Yeah, I think, you know, what that does, it's a shift in mindset, you know, it makes you mission oriented. So you can't indulge your emotions as much, which is, is something that we have, you know, um, for our JV team, I thought, you know, we, we fought to the end a lot, but we also, um, even though your legs are going, maybe your mind is, is still a little bit defeated. And that's not something that you can afford to do. <clears throat> Plays happen all day. They're, the puck's going to bounce one way or, or the other in every game. You know, no game is won or lost before the puck drop. That's why we play them. So each game we have the ability to go out there and be competitive and, and ultimately uh, sneak one out or, or win one flat out, or we can, we can lose it. You know, we got to get out there and we've got to play those games. But it comes down to having the mindset that after a play is made, it's done. Uh, so it's always, I mean, you always hear them telling a goalie, you know, worry about the next shot, the next puck, the next rebound, whatever it may be, and have a short memory. But the same thing applies to the players as well. You can't get too high and you can't get too low. You got to worry about what your next shift is and making it better and building and, and uh, communicating with your teammates to, to achieve that. And that's, I think that's exceptionally hard coaching at the level that you're coaching at. I, I have a, a daughter who who turns 21 tomorrow. So, you know, I just, I got through those teenage years with one of my kids. I've got three more on my way there. It, trying to teach a teenager to not be emotional is, is, is a full-time yeah. job in and of itself, I would imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, the hockey game is uh, an incredibly emotional game. Uh, you can tell. Uh, obviously, you, you you probably hear it better than I can with uh, with all the parents being right next to you. <laughs> yeah, I can. <laughs> <laughs> but um, 
uh, if, if you don't think it's an emotional game, you can just ask our referees. They'll tell you right away. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, it, I think it's, it's an incredibly hard thing to do, but if, if somehow you're able to find a way to do that, if there, if, if nothing else, you know, I think we're setting these kids up pretty good for the rest of their life. And that's, I mean, really that's, that's what high school sports is about, right? Is, is, is setting, is is setting these kids up and teaching them life skills because let's face it. I mean, 99.9% of these kids aren't going to go on to do this professionally, but, but the things they can learn playing high school sports will serve them, you know, for the next 60, 70 years of their life. Absolutely. Um, so coach, were there any players who, who surprised you over the course of the season? And I know as a coach, it's probably hard to, to single out individual players, but were there any players that, that maybe you didn't expect to step up who ended up playing a larger role than you had originally anticipated? Are you, uh, is that team specific or just in general? Um, just in, I mean, varsity or JV, either or, or both, if there are players for both teams. Um, you know, I think, um, I thought there were some, some players that did some nice things on the varsity team. Um, I really liked Ryan Sheen's game all year. I mean, I thought he flew, he flew under the radar, uh, and he was near the top in points. Uh, we spent some, some significant time well, with injuries and, uh, um, and, and other, other issues yep. as far as, you know, um, penalties and so forth with, uh, some of our top players that, um, you know, he quietly had a really, really nice season, um, on both sides of the puck, which is, is very impressive, um, playing a full 200 foot game. Uh, I think someone who plays with a lot of confidence on the defensive end for, for the varsity level. And I thought also flew under the radar and probably didn't get enough credit with Brady Gill. Um, he goes out there and he, he does, you know, um, he does the, the, um, the dirty work, I would say for the, um, for, for the defense, you know, he makes a lot of hits, which is, is part of the game. And those can be energy, uh, boost to the team. Uh, he went out there, Jacob Kanarowski went down with an injury, unfortunately, and he's a big time shot blocker and, uh, Brady stepped up and he's, he ended up blocking a bunch of shots for us on the varsity level as well. Um, and, uh, you know, he does, he doesn't have the, the most top end skill, but I thought, you know, he picked his spots well when he was going to, uh, you know, take the puck up and, and chip in offensively. So I thought he did a nice job there. Um, on the JV side. Um, you know, Owen Weber had a slow start, but, uh, you know, he started popping in some points. There were some consistency issues there. Uh, I expected big things from him and he, he, he did well. Um, Duffy was, a was, was pretty decent as well. Um, for us as well, uh, as far as scoring points and the, the one trap that I was worried about with them is that, you know, once you start scoring some points, you, you start falling into that trap. Like I mentioned that that's what they get hungry for. And that's all they see. It's a little bit selfish. Um, but uh, I thought, you know, it was, um, you know, I, I thought it didn't necessarily go that direction uh, and they were receptive to, to me, you know, talking to them, Hey, there's more than just you out there. Um, 
Oddly enough, I'd say somebody who somewhat surprised me, and I heard this through the grapevine, was, uh, and he's a little awkward, and I'm sure he's he's all right with me saying that because he's a <laughs> bit of a goofball, would be uh, uh, Vincent Feldman, um, who, who some for some reason, uh, um, you know, always found himself around the puck. He understood his role exceptionally well. I know that he spoke with his line mates and said, look, I know I don't belong on this line. Tell me what you need me to do and I'll do it. And he communicated one of the best on, on the bench um, with his line mates. And he was just uh, an idiot in a nice way as far as being the, a glue guy that just kept everything light. Um, you know, he, we talked about, you know, some of his decision-making as far as, you know, that one fight that he got in, but uh, I, I thought, you know, for a guy with his skill set, you know, uh, I was impressed with how he approached the game with his teammates. Um, and I'm hoping, you know, maybe he can, he can build his skill set because his mentality is right. Um, and then on the defensive side, uh, I would say I, I liked Foley, Foley's growth throughout the year. I think uh, when I saw him in the spring and summer, and, you know, all of, all of the freshmen were actually really um, doe-eyed and, and looking like deer in headlights. And, and uh, we, we liked his tenacity, but he, you know, in games early on, he kind of, you know, looked a little tentative and, and overthinking. And towards the end of, of the year, you know, he, he really saw that growth where the, the confidence um, was gained. And for being the smallest guy on the team, he was always willing to, um, you know, make that body contact, even on the big guys throwing hip checks or, or whatever the case may be. Um, he was willing to do that. And, and, and that's uh, something I thought was uh, impressive for me. Yeah. Every, every team needs one of those little scrappy dudes, right? I mean, every team needs that guy who, who will go up against someone who, who's got 50 or 60 pounds and, and six inches on them and, and shows no fear because if that guy will do it, there's no excuse for anybody else not to do it. Absolutely. That kid probably grew four or five inches throughout the year too. So there you go. He, he, he got, yeah, he got much bigger at the end. <laughs> you put on some weight and you'll have something. Yeah. Absolutely. So let's, let's look ahead a little bit. Let's, let's take a look at, at next season, whatever that's going to look like. Obviously things are, sure. are, are, um, you know, a little unusual right now. Nobody really knows what the future is going to hold, but um, you've mentioned a lot of players who are going to be a part of this program uh, in the upcoming season. Obviously, um, the varsity team lost a handful of senior players, including their captain, their starting goaltender. Who are some of the players that that you expect to make that transition from JV to varsity? And then in turn, some of those players that that maybe played more of a a backup role last year for the varsity club who you are anticipating to sort of be those leaders this year? Yeah. So we've got several kids on the outskirts. They're not fully committed yet, but we've got a significant amount of incoming freshmen okay. um, with the 06 class coming in um, that are possible to, to help build the program. We've also got um, behind them an 07 class. I think that's, that's looking pretty good as well. Um, and we've got some potential, um, 
some some travel players at our school that are considering coming that are upperclassmen now that might fill in on the varsity um, role as well. So there's uh, quite a few players in the mix that hopefully we can we can bring them all together and and turn this thing around a little quicker than than a normal rebuild would go. Um, but as far as taking the the lead um, next year, I think offensively you're still looking at on the varsity. You're still looking at Langbein. You're probably looking at Esposito a bit. Um, I'd like to see Psycho do some some more stuff. Um, he's not afraid to throw his body around or um, you know get in there and, and make a move, which sometimes to a fault because he does it a little too much. Um, defensively, I, I think Spencer Reisky is gonna gonna be our our rock uh, along with Jack Taylor. Um, and hopefully we can get, um, Kanarowski back, um, playing with Gil. Cause those two, they just have some sort of chemistry. Um, and then, you know, whoever, whoever else, uh, who, whoever else comes in, you know, hopefully that we can slot them in and, and, and make something, something nice happen. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah. That, that the second half of the season, you mentioned um, Jeremy Langbein and, and Anthony Esposito, the, the second half of the season, I saw a, 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 um, a really significant improvement, at least in terms of their production from both of them. Mm-hmm. And in that, that second half of the season, uh, Langbein, especially uh, he was playing on that, yeah, on, the, yeah. on the top line with, with Andreas uh, Zorn um, and. Uh, Right. Yeah. Right. McKiernan. Yeah. Yeah. Liam. Yeah. Liam McKiernan. And, and, you know, but, but Esposito, he made a lot happen on his own. You know, there were, mm-hmm. there, there were quite a few of those end to end type rushes. You could see that the two of them have, um, have that, that offensive skill. Absolutely. So mm-hmm. it'll be, uh, hopefully they can carry that over into next season. And, and, you know, if you have them paired together, you know, hopefully they can, they can, uh, know build some of that chemistry and and provide some offense yeah so there, there was absolutely some some improvements start to year you know to the end of the year and and the players you called out i think are are, are spot on so um i saw the other day and and this just may be a yes or no you may not know but i saw the other day that uh uh mitch miskovich signed with the dells ducks of the united states premier hockey league um, yes he did uh so congratulations to mitch uh he played i mean you talked about um, about uh, Nick Delia and, and how he played on the JV on the JV side of things. The same could be said for Mitch on the varsity on the varsity squad. He was routinely facing forty to forty five shots a night and and really just doing a a yeoman's job keeping you guys in 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 almost every game. I mean, obviously there were a few that got out of hand, but for the most part, Mitch did a did an outstanding job keeping you guys in. Uh, in most of your games, um, do you know have have any of the other seniors gone on to to uh, are they going are they going on to play anywhere else that you're aware of? Yeah, I believe uh, Andrea Zorn committed to the Charlotte Rush. Um, oh. Also, also of the same league, uh, so so he'll be going out to Charlotte. That it seems like we're a little bit of a feeder for Charlotte. So we've got a couple players that went there last year and the year before and the year before that. So uh, he's keeping that tradition alive and he's heading out that way. Yeah. It's always nice when, when these guys get the opportunity to, you know, they want to play as long as they can, you know, so this is, this is a great opportunity for the two of them to develop their skills. And uh, yeah, I, we, I mentioned just a second, we talked about Nick and Mitch. I mean, 
what is it about about the goaltending situation at Notre Dame? I mean, you guys, you struggle in certain areas, but but it's got to be nice that that starting starting on the back end, you don't have to worry about about what's happening in goal for you. You know, you've got a rock back there and you can kind of just worry going forward. Um, I mean, did you do, do, is it just luck or what is it that, that, that allows you guys to, to, to have that, that goalie tandem that's, that's just been really, really successful. You know, uh, it has to be luck. Um, <laughs> Mitch, I'm going to say Mitch, um, grew tremendously from the, from previous year to last year. Uh, just, just his mental game alone, um, emo- keeping his emotions in check. He was a leader in the locker room and on the ice. The guy fought every night to keep us in it, um, and he played with uh, some of the most. The both goalies played with the most heart on both teams, um, and you know, obviously Nick is in there as well. Uh, they're just gamers, and we we got lucky uh, for that. Um, you know, they're, they're, they're competitive and they don't like losing. And, uh, I think that's, that's how we got lucky is just their compete level. And the one thing that is, is uh, worrisome about that and was for me is that, you know, when you got, you got somebody in the net that can do that kind of stuff for you, you kind of take them a little bit for granted and, uh, you, you, maybe you don't push as hard because, Oh, don't worry, Mitch or Nick are got this for us and hopefully we can get away from that yeah absolutely that's you know and that that happens at all levels of of hockey it's it's not that's not limited to to high school that happens in the pro game as well when you've got a you know Patrick Waugh or Martin Martin Brodeur in in goal it's very very easy for uh, the team to take some chances on offense that maybe they wouldn't necessarily take or you know or something like that because you've got you know, somebody on, on, on that back line, that's, that's, that's a brick wall. So, um, but you know, again, it's, it's the, the, the fact that you don't have to worry about your goaltending has got to make everything else a little bit easier because it allows you as a coach to, to maybe, maybe create an offense that's, that's, uh, that, that takes a few more chances or is a little bit more open because you know, you don't have to worry about your goaltender. You don't, that, that, you don't have to worry about exposing your goaltender because he's so solid back. Yeah. I mean, honestly that yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head. One of the things that I try to do with teams is um, uh, encourage a little bit more fluidity where there's a, uh, an element of positionless hockey where, you know, um, we can cycle a little bit more and, 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 you know, cover for each other, which, you know, when you're first learning it, there's going to, it's going to create gaps. And I think you saw a bunch of that last year uh, at both levels because um, that's, that's where the game is going. And it's not necessarily, um, it's not necessarily a, a, a concept that a lot of these players are familiar with or um, used to, to, uh, to doing. So it's, it's again, coming down to, to habit forming and habit breaking. Yeah, absolutely. So I want to I want to switch topics a little bit and talk about sure. um um kind of off the ice and and I want to give credit where credit is due. Uh, can you talk for a little bit about the um the the Notre Dame Ice Boosters, how they've supported the team and sort of what they've brought to the table because they were they were a staple at at every home game. They were there 
win or lose, you know, there was always somebody from the Ice Boosters there supporting the team. So can you talk a little bit about them and, and kind of their role in, oh. in sort of helping uh, helping the, the program develop and, and kind of, I guess, garner more attention? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, during during every game, um, I mean, they're great. They are diehard as diehard comes. And, uh, you know, I appreciate all of their effort um, coming in because obviously they're not playing the games. They're taking their uh, week or weekend evenings and, and dedicating it to us. And there's a mom that, uh, you know, kind of oversees that. And she she has been such a great help. Um, but, you know, they, they help us as far as, you know, uh, I mean, they've got a social media presence themselves. Uh, they, they promote us. Uh, they try to help us get some more, more butts in the seats out there because everybody wants to play in front of a crowd. And then they engage with that crowd. You know, if, if we score a goal, they're tossing candy out to everybody. They're trying to get people involved. They're making signs. They're helping us with every fundraiser that we have or every event that we have, they're working it. Um, you know, they, they're friends with all of the, all the boys on the team. Um, you know, so the new, new, uh, players that came in were, were welcomed right away. Um, they doesn't matter JV or varsity, you know, they support them both and, uh, you know, they support the coaches and all, all the efforts that, that we put in as well. So, um, yeah, they're, they're going to be an integral part of moving forward as a club, as far as helping us, you know, gain some, some attention of some people. Yeah, the the big the biggest fundraiser last year, of course, was the um, uh, the Notre Dame uh, stick to cancer um, fundraiser. Yep. That was uh, that was a, a great experience. Um, you know that we had basically a full house for for those games and a lot of fun stuff going on there. And 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 you could see that that that, that they care about sport they care about the team they care about the kids and 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 that's that's what boosters are supposed to do that's what they're there for and and they absolutely make a difference and uh uh yeah you guys are you guys are lucky to have them as 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 kind of uh, you know that that behind the scenes support you know they handle a lot of things that that you know maybe you as a coach don't don't have time to do um you yeah. know and it allows that it allows the the team to be kind of put out there front and center for everybody to see in a way that you can't do because you're dealing with the on ice product. So, um, so obviously the, 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 the COVID-19 situation has affected all aspects of our lives, you know, personal, professional, um, et cetera. What, what sorts of challenges have you encountered as a high school athletics coach, um, kind of keeping your kids engaged making sure that they're staying on top of their off-season responsibilities. You know, how, mm -hmm. how has that been for you? How is that, how is, how has this off-season been different than other off-seasons for you? You know, it's, it's kind of tough. We haven't been able to touch the ice. Um, I've talked to them less than I'm used to because um, it was like an everyday thing throughout the grind of a season and even throughout the summer because you got the summer skates or the spring skates and so forth. Um, we put together workouts for them. We, we sent them out to them, but most importantly, what we did is, you know, we tried checking in with them. I had a couple zoom calls trying to make sure that they're all good checking in on them because realistically, um, I'm sure there's a lot of cabin fever going on out there and, and, you know, it's, it's something that we're not used to. And there's a lot of uncertainty out there and there's a lot of pressure on parents, you know, um, as well. So that 
kids can feel that kind of stuff. And when they're, when it's maybe a little turbulent in, in the household because of, you know, you're unsure of what with bills and maybe there's layoffs or, 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 or whatever unrest, you just want to check and make sure that they're, they're mentally healthy. We can, I mean, the games are the games, whether we win them or we lose them. Um, uh, ultimately at the end, end of the day, um, nobody's going to remember these scores. They're just going to remember the times that we had with our friends. So, you know, making sure that they're okay. And then knowing that we can, we can get back to where we need to be once everything's reopened and we've made it through mentally. That's, that was the most important thing. Yeah. And I think that's, that's something that we don't, we don't pay enough attention to, you know, it's obviously, it's important that they're staying in shape and they're, they're, you know, they're, they're working on their physical well-being, but that mental well-being is, is, is more important than, than their physical well-being. Because as you mentioned, I mean, people are dealing with, with all sorts of stuff, whether it's layoffs or whether they were directly impacted by, by COVID-19 or, or, you know, or, or you mentioned the stress of just staying in your house for three months. And, you know, especially as, as again, we go back to, to, to being a teenager, I can't imagine what it, I can't imagine being 16, 17 years old and literally being locked in my house with my parents for months, you know, and, and, and these guys have to deal with that as well as deal with all the other stuff that goes along with, with being a kid, being a teenager, you know, it's, it's, it's gotta be a very tough situation, but, uh, you know, I, I've seen how, how you interact with, with your players and, you know, and on the ice and, and off the ice for that matter. So I'm, you know, it's, it's, it's good that they've got somebody looking out for their, their mental well-being as well as, as well as their physical well-being, because that's, that's really what's going to help them develop as, as people is, is being mentally, mentally prepared to deal with the things that are thrown away. So coach, I want to, you know, oh, go ahead. Oh yeah. No, I was going to say, you know, the best, the best thing that, uh, that I could do. I mean, I'm, I don't even know if I compare to COVID-19, the best way to get the kids to do things that you want them to do is tell them not to. And COVID <laughs> said, you can't do anything. So they jumped out. I think they've been rollerblading and riding their bikes and going for runs and walks. So <laughs> if they find Maybe it's going to be a blessing, they find a way to stay busy. They find a way to stay active. Right. Absolutely. No, that's, yeah. that's, that's a great point. You can't lift weights, but you know, they're like, they're like Rocky and Rocky four out in Russia. They're, you know, lifting, yeah. lifting barrels and, you know, running up mountains and stuff to stay busy. So yeah, it's, that's, that's a great point. So coach, I want to thank you for your time tonight. Um, you know, like I said, we hadn't talked in a couple of months, but this was this was this was a, a good a good opportunity for 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 me to kind of you know rehash you know what what we went through during this past season, and you know this is going to give me an opportunity here to to go back and look at some tape and look at some highlights and uh, you know kind of relive uh, this past season. So, um, you know, for me, I want to tell you to stay safe. Uh, I look forward to to next season. Hopefully, we have some more success on the ice. So, once again, I was joined by Notre Dame College Prep hockey coach Tom Geiger. Thanks for watching. Once again, that was Notre Dame College Prep hockey coach Tom Geiger. Check out the highlights from the Don's past season on my YouTube page at Around the World Sports, where you can also find this interview as well as the other video interviews that I conducted. Audio recordings of all of my interviews are available everywhere podcasts are found. Just search Around the World Sports. I can also be found on Twitter at SportsGuyAaron and on Facebook at Around the World Sports. 
Thanks for watching, and we'll see you next time. Be seeing you. Bye bye. Till next time. And that's the way it is. Take care of yourself. Good night, and good luck.